Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. You know, we're going to be jumping into our summer series, and the summer series we're going to talk about for the whole um, summer is called Nature. Nature. Um, uh, let's go back to the 90s, kids. I, I, it might be a little bit of 80s as well. Who remembers the cartoon Captain Planet? Come on. Captain Planet. Captain Planet. He's our hero. I forgot the rest. All right. Captain Planet. I love Captain Planet. He used to wake up in the, on Saturdays. That's when cartoons were good. That's when cartoons were good. When you, you got to see X-Men. You remember X-Men? Like the good X-Men, you know, and you used to watch, you know, Captain Planet and you, and, and when you are, remember this, when Disney Channel, when you had to pay for Disney Channel, you remember when you had to pay for Disney Channel, but you got that summer, those two months for free and you watching Disney Channel for free and you feel like you're rich, you're living in Cali, you know, it's, it's all, it's summer, it's summer. I remember Captain Planet. I used to love Captain Planet, and they had these, um, I think they had, like, rings or something like that, that they used to, you know, um, be a part of, of the earth, of the wind, fire, um, water. So it was all these cool things. There was this weird guy called Hart. You know, he had to do with the heart. It was like everything was like nature stuff. It's like earth, wind, fire, water, heart. You know, like, who wants to be the heart guy? You know, but I love Captain Planet. But it, it took forms and elements of the earth to save the world with Captain Planet. And if you read the Bible, it clearly starts uh, this, this narrative, how God used nature to bring the truths of the good news of Jesus Christ. If we take it even further into the, the Old Testament, um, we see it multiple times where, where God used, you know, rain coming from heaven, where he used fire in a bush where he, he there, there was floods and there was they talked about trees and mountains nature was a vital part of telling the reality to people the good news of Jesus by the surroundings they were in you see the gospels time and time again Jesus used um you know things like you know the plant the seed and it will grow he used these things because it it was relevant for that time and is relevant for this time as well and today as we go into our nature summer series, we're going to be talking to, uh, we're going to be talking today about deserts. In the month of May, we're going to be talking about deserts. Deserts cover more than one fifth of the Earth's uh, land area, and they're found in every continent. A place that receives less than ten inches of rain per year is considered a desert. See, in in our life. There are times when we feel like we are in a desert in our life, when we feel dry, when we feel alone, when we feel that there's no hope, when we feel like there, you can go left, right, front, back, and you feel like the hell itself is rising against you. Have you been there before? Where you look around and it's like when, when one thing falls, everything else falls. You feel like you're dry, empty. You feel like you're in a desert. 
See, there's, this is a tough place to be in our life. And we're going to talk about here in the month of May and parallel our lives with the children of Israel as they walk in the wilderness, in the deserts, coming out of Egypt. Um, you know, there's multiple occasions where God used deserts to bring truth out. On one occasion, we see Jesus himself going up to uh, the wilderness, up to a mountain in a desert, and he was tempted by the devil. He was tempted by the devil. It was dry. It was nasty. And he was tempted by all these things. And we know that Jesus sent the devil where he belonged. And sometimes we need to do that in our desert seasons. We got to get some boldness about ourselves and look the enemy in the face and say, hey, you can't have my you can't have my emotions. You can't have my life. You can't have my soul. You got to put the devil where he belongs. See, as we go and focus into what this month is all about, the children of Israel, we see here in the in the book of um, Exodus where 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 they are exiting Egypt. They're exiting bondage. They're exiting slavery. They are now free. They're not living a false life anymore. And now, you know, we see that that God set them free from the Egyptians and sent them to a land that he promised them. So now they're, they were in slavery for all these years. They didn't even know. They lost generations after generations in Egypt. But now God kept his promise and took them out of bondage and now put them in a, in a path to a promise that he has for them. So this is where we're at in the story. They're coming out of Egypt into the path to the promised land. But do you understand sometimes when God gives us a promise, sometimes the promised land is not right away. It's not right away. You understand that sometimes life is not all about victories. Matter of fact, that you can find yourself and learn more about yourself in the desert than you can on the mountaintop. See, the Israelites left bondage, they were set free, and now they're entering into a desert. Why did God direct them in this way? Why did God have this victorious thing of years of slavery and now they're free from this and now God placed them in a desert? Have you been there before when your life, it seems like everything was going good, but then one thing goes bad and everything goes bad? See, why did God take them out of a victorious situation into a dry situation? Maybe because... They left Egypt, but Egypt didn't leave them. Maybe they left the bondage, but reality, the bondage never left them. See, they needed to not just be called the chosen people of God. Maybe they needed to become the, the chosen people of God. And only you can become something out of growth in the desert seasons of your life. See, let's see the first thing that they do as they grow in this desert season, and it can, it can go to our life as well, because you don't quit in the desert season. It's not a punishment. It's an opportunity for us to learn and grow more. It's a perspective. See, the Israelites were headed to the promised promise land, and the desert was put in there for them to grow. Let's go to Exodus chapter 13, verse 17 and 22. We'll be reading here for a little bit. Um, this is the first thing that happened as they exit Egypt. It said, when Pharaoh let the people go, 
God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went out to the land of Egypt, uh, Egypt equipped for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph uh, with him for Joseph and made the son of Israel slowly swear, saying, God will surely visit you and I shall carry my bones with them from here. And they moved to, uh, um, from Sackcloth to encamp in Etham on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day with a pillar, uh, with, with a with a pillar of clouds to lead them along the way, and by night a pillar of fire to give them light, and they might not travel, and they might travel day and night. And the pillar of cloud uh, by day, and the and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. I just want us to learn three things in this powerful verse, this powerful section of the Bible for our life as we enter into or we are in these desert seasons in our life. Number one, the easiest way is not the right way. The easiest way is not the right way. We see here in verse 17, it says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not let them by the way of the Philistines, although it was near. See, the path that they were going to was super close. But God himself said, hey, I don't want you to go to the easiest path because it's not the right path. See, God puts us in this position sometimes. It's called the question. It's called the question. We question, where are we going? Why is it taking so long? Where, wh- why is it looking different for somebody else? And we also question, what is the timing? What is the direction? And how do we get there? If God, here's the thing. If God wanted you to go the easiest route, he would put you there. But the reality is this. If I was God, I would say, take the easiest route. Because I want to get to point A, to point B, as quick as possible. But that does, that's not what Jesus, the God does in our life. Because fast doesn't mean whole. Sometimes we want it so fast, but we become broken in the middle of it. See, it, we, we look at that society, it's called fast food, and then you're cooking at home. <laughs> fast food, it's fast, and it's good, but it's going to leave you unhealthy and really not fulfilled. But sometimes when you get a good home cooking, you know, and, and you get it in the crock pot, all right, and um, you're doing all that, all right, it, it's better food for you because it's prepared differently it gives you longevity. See, God sent them a long way to protect their long-term destiny. What if we're cursing our own destiny? Because we're cursing God for taking us the long way. See, God knew that the people of Israel had a promise. God knew how to get there. God just wanted them to trust the process. 
See, we, 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 can, we know we have these dreams and ambitions and we want to go after it. But what if God is telling you to take the long way? Listen, I've been on TikTok. <laughs> I'm young. And you can get a lot of financial advice through TikTok and it can get you in trouble. Trust me. I can be a realtor. I can be an advisor. I I can tell you what to do. What stocks you want? Come to me. I got five second TikTok video can get you the right stocks. But the reality is this. We can get it fast. But is it effective for our long term destiny for our lives? Because here's the thing. We see progress as time and speed. God sees progress as wait and no. I'm going to. We see progress as we need to a time and speed. God sees progress as wait and no. Psalms chapter 46 verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God and I will exalt you. Among the nations, and I will exalt you in the earth. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14 says, the, the Lord will fight for you if you are only still. See, the progress we want is to speed it up, is to get this thing going. But what if God's telling you just to wait and know that he's working all things for your favor? That's why the fastest route is not always the effective route. Trust that God is going to get you to the position and the place that you need to at the right time. Just because it's a detour doesn't mean it needs to be a bad detour in your life. It doesn't need a bad detour. Number two, it says, say no to reverse. Say no to reverse. If you read it here in the verse, it says, that God said, lest the people change their mind when they see war and return to Egypt. See, God knew the mindset and the state that the Israelite people were at that time. And God also knew that the adversary, the ones that they wanted to go through, through Philistine, they were stronger and knew more at the time. So if the Israelite people took the closest route, which was going into Philistine, maybe their destiny never would have been fulfilled because their destiny would have been stopped by something. See, we want to go the easiest route and the most effective route, but what if the most effective route takes you 10 years? What, what if, you know, there, I've seen so many people that, that, that wanted to have a, a child and it took them forever, but God blessed them. Or, or what if he doesn't? See, this is where the Israel of people are. They're, they're, they're struggling with this concept of, hey, I see this route, but you're taking me this way. I can go here. But here's the thing. The Israelite people thought they could fight the battle coming out of Egypt, but they were weak in spirit. They thought they had it. They thought they had everything they had, but reality, they didn't know who they were. They just came out of slavery. The, the, and the Philistine people, they wanted to take out the Israelites. So God knew this. God knew that if they would go through Philistine, that their destiny would never be fulfilled. Maybe the promise you want comes with the battle that you're not ready to fight yet. 
Maybe the promise that you want, the thing that you've been praying for, God hasn't fulfilled it because you're not ready to fight the battles that are going to come in that season that you desperately want. Maybe it's not a no. Maybe it's not a, it maybe is a not yet. I know people that they prayed for something. They fasted for this thing. And God blessed them for that thing that they, that they prayed for. And in one season, they prayed for it. And in the other season, they cursed it because it got hard. Well, God, I want, I want this job. And God, I pray and you fast and you gave and you did all you can and you got the job. And guess what? One year later, you're complaining about that job. But you prayed for it. See, we have to understand that God, that, the, that we need to trust the desert seasons because it's going to be the growing season for the promised season. It, it's, it's a process, guys. It, we have to understand we can't get mad at God. God is, God is there to protect you. He says he knows your end from your beginning. But what do we do? We curse God because, God, why can't you do it my way? We act like spiritual children. Some of you get mad at your kids because they tell you, I hate this. I'm one of them. I'm not even going to say you guys. I'm going to say me. You see what your kids like, hey, put that away. But why? Oh, but why? Anybody, anybody been in the but why? I'm going to be like, but why? Because I'm your kid. I'm your father. And I can tear your butt up, boy. But why? They still say but why. I wish I had a boldness of a kid. <laughs> because we have this, we go to God and say, God, but why? But why? But why? And God's like, I'm going to tear your butt up, son. Just trust me. Trust me. Because the people of Israel thought that they could fight the Philistines, but they would be demolished right away. And the destiny that God had for them, which was the promised land, would never have been entered into because they would have been stopped at Philistine. But God said, hey, lest they, have, lest they go into war and they get scared about it and they want to go back to what? The bondage. That's what the Bible says. I'm going to read it to you again. The, the, he, says, he says, lest they go back to the bondage. Because what happens when we're full of fear and we, we, we pray God and what, we go back to what we are used to. And we do this endless cycle, an endless cycle. In, Philipp in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14 says, brother and sister, I do not consider myself yet uh, taking hold of it. He's saying, I have not made it. I have not arrived. But one thing I do is forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. For I press forward for the goal to win the prize which God has called me, the heavenly word, or heavenly word in Christ Jesus. There's this word in there that we don't like. We like the goals. We like the, the win. But what about the straining? Straining means we need to push. It's a constant pursuit. It's a pain. Straining is a pain. You ever strained before? I'm not even going to ask you that, all right? It's a pain. We have to go, it's, 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 it's denying myself to go back to the bondage. 
Some of us need to strain towards the goal that God has for us, the promise that God has for us. It's not going to come easy. It's going to come with pursuing. It's going to come with sacrifice. But it's going to be so worth it at the end of the day because you're going to walk into the promise that God has for you, says the Lord. Straining. It's pushing. Don't give up when you're in the desert season, even though when it seems dry, God is here to give you life. Number three, God will provide what you need. In the desert seasons in your life, God will provide what you need. In verse 21, it says, and the Lord went before them by day with a pillar of cloud leading them along the way and night by the pillar of fire. Check this out. God knows what you need, even though you don't know what you need. The the Israelite people didn't wake up that day of freedom and say, hey, I'll take a cloud. Maybe a pillar of fire. Yeah, that's the logical thing. If I just came out of, uh, of slavery and I'm going to the promised land, I'm like, hey, Get me, like, food. I'll take some burgers. I'll, I'll take, but they, they didn't even know what they needed for the season that they were in, but God still provided it. He still provided it. See, we have to understand that God knows what we need for the season that we are in, the cloud by morning. The cloud, but what does the cloud by morning mean? It means shade for endurance. See, shade against the sun. Have you ever been to the beach one, the beach, and you're just out in the sun all day? You don't wake up the next day and be like, I'm refreshed. You're drained. The sun can drain you to the point of, hey, I don't want, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta get into AC. See, God knew that they were gonna be traveling by morning. And the sun was and this is a desert. The sun was going to beat down. So God knew that by shading them with the cloud, it's going to give them the endurance to keep on going. See, God shades us from things in our life for us to get the endurance to keep on going. That enemy's going to want to drain the life out of you. He's going to want to drain the purpose out of you. He's going to want to drain the things that God has promised out of you. He wants you to forget it. He don't want you to be reminded of it. He don't want you to open your word. He don't want you to come to church. Because when you don't do those things, you get drained. You feel dry. You feel like you don't have no purpose, no hope, but God shades us from the things, the rays that the devil's going to try to put in our life. For what? For us to keep on going towards the promise that God has for us. Keep on getting stronger. Keep on getting more endurance to go to where God has for us. In Psalms chapter 32, verse 7, it says, you are my hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. In Psalms of Psalms 91 and 4 says, and he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you in his wings. His faithful promises are the armor and your protection. See, God protects the purpose that is within you. And when the enemy comes to try to drain it, He brings his, it says his wings over you and protects the thing 
that he wants you to go after. God will shield and guard and keep you in the day and in the night to go into the endurance in the dry seasons of your life. And then it said what? A fire, a pillar of fire. What does the fire represent? It represents protection and light. See, we're going to our, um, me and my wife, we're, we're celebrating 10-year anniversary this year. 10-year in June. I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you did it, all right? 10 years. So we're going to Arizona, okay? We're going to Arizona. We're going to go around the Grand Canyon. I don't know why, but it's going to be hot, all right? But Jess, we're, we're, we're planning our trip, and, and Jess said, hey, as long as we're back by dark. I was like, what? Like, I'm paying money for this. I'm, I'm enjoying the nighttime, too. I ain't going to sit in a hotel all night. She said, hey, I've read stories. You can't travel in Arizona at night. I'm like, why? I don't know how to hike at night. I'm like, where the heck we're going? She read these stories that you couldn't travel at night in the Grand Canyon area because if your car stops in the middle of the road, nobody's going to come pick you up. You got to hike and you're going to die out in the little wilderness out there. I'm like, girl, we're going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> But there's this thing about night that brings a little fear into our life. We, we can't see what's out there. We, we, can't, we can't really know what's around the corner because it's dark. So I truly believe God knew this, that their journey was not only supposed to be in the morning, it was supposed to be at night as well. And you're in the middle of the desert, as we are going to be in a couple weeks traveling the rough roads of Arizona, Scottsdale's Arizona. God knew that there was going to be dangers at night. So what did God do? He provided fire ahead of them, not only for protection, but for light. See, God knew, he knows what you need in the morning, in the night of your seasons in your life. He knows probably in the morning you can't be drained, so there's a cloud. But he knows at night the enemy tries to come in your darkest hour. And he provides the fire for protection and also the fire for the light you need to move forward in your life. See, God knew these things, and he was doing this as protection for the Israelite people. Why? Why did he do this? Because he loved them and had a purpose for them. It didn't matter how they grumbled. It didn't matter what they did. He loved them so much that he knew the protection they need for the season that they were in going into the deserts that they were walking into. And if he did that for the Israelite people, what can he do with a person that is faithful to him in the season we're in now? It can be in the darkest moment. It can be the driest time. You can come to Axios Church and feel as dry as possible, but I'm here to tell you that the water you need in the driest season of your life is his word, and if you go to his word, he will replenish those things that are dry in your life, not for you to just to stay in the midst of the desert, but for you to have the endurance to keep on moving forward in your life. I might not see it in the darkness, but there's a fire that is going to come and protect me. I might be drained in in the morning, but there's a cloud that is protecting my destiny, and I'm going to move forward in what God has for me in this place. 
John chapter 1 verse 5 said, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. God knew the journey in the day and the night that the Israelite people knew. And he was protecting the promise that he has for them. Yes, the desert is dead. Yes, the desert is hot. But it's, and yes, you seem alone. But I'm here to tell you today, walk forward in what, and use what God has for you. And in the right timing in your journey, God will protect what he needs to protect in your life. And as I close, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Psalms chapter 3. And if I was reading and studying it this week, it kind of parallel this, this story in Exodus. And I truly believe when David was writing this, he was hearing the stories of the Israelite people coming out of Egypt. It says this in Psalm chapter 3, verse 3 and 5. And let this, let this sit in your spirit today. It says, but you, O Lord, you are a shield around me. You are the glory and the one that lifts my head high. I cried to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. I laid down and slept, yet I woke up safely for the Lord was watching over me. The Lord was watching over me. I'm going to give you a newsflash real quick. You're either in a desert season or a desert season's coming. It's just life. And we can look at our desert seasons as a curse or we can look at it as something to grow from. You might, the plan, where, you're, where you are right now might not have been part of your five-year plan. Where you are right now probably wasn't part of the overall scheme of things. But the reality is, you're here. And you have two things that you can do. One, move forward. Or two, go back to the bondage. And yes, the desert's hot. And yes, the desert's uncomfortable. Have you been in an uncomfortable season in your life? Yes, the, the desert doesn't know if you're, it's, it's, it's wide, so you don't really know direction. You're just trusting the horizon. Yes, it's hot. Yes, it's uncomfortable. But can you trust him in the uncomfort? Can, can you trust him when you seem dry? Can, can you not blame God for your dry seasons? Because what if the dry season was a part of your promised season? See, sometimes we want the promise, but we don't want the dryness attached to it. We don't want the deserts attached to it. But the deserts are the process to get you to the promise. So, but in the midst of the desert, you are not alone. Don't listen to the enemy that you are alone. Don't fall back to your old habits. Don't fall back to, don't listen to the enemy to not come to church that Sunday. Get up and go where God wants you to go because he knows this that in the desert seasons the easiest way is not the right way God sent them around Philistine to the Red Sea which we'll talk about next week 
it's not the easiest way. God will give you what you need in the season that you're in. And don't reverse back to the things that are holding you back. Let this desert season be a productive season to enter into the promise that God has for you. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's about Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.